0: We're going to do something um, slightly different this morning, uh, something we haven't done for a while. But before we do that, uh, we're going to look into God's Word, and we're going to read um, a passage of Scripture from Romans and chapter 12, and beginning to read at verse 1 to verse 10. So I understand that this is going to come up on the on the screen. Um and what I'd like us to do is actually stand and read it together, okay? So we're going to stand, uh, and we often only stand for singing, but I thought we could, it's good to stand for reading God's Word too, because this is the important bit, isn't it? So we'll stand and we're going to read um, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 10 together. Okay, so if we stand.
1: Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each chamber belongs to all the others.
0: We have different
1: gifts according to the grace given to us. If a man's gift is prophesying, <coughs> let, him let him use it in proportion <coughs> to <in> his faith. <coughs> if it is serving, serving, let him let serve. If, if it is teaching, let him teach. If it's let it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let, let him give generously. <coughs> if it is leadership, let him, let him go diligently. If it if is, he is showing mercy, mercy let, let him do it cheerfully. cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling <coughs> to what is good. Be devoted
0: to one another in your brotherly love. Honour
1: one another above yourselves.
0: Yeah, so today, uh, we're going to be sharing communion. We're, we're approaching um, Easter time. Easter just around the corner. And we're going to be sharing communion together today. But uh, the reason, one of the reasons why we're having communion today, but not the only reason, is uh, that there's a, a certain young lady in the church uh, who's been attending the church for a long time now, who has decided that she no just longer wants to attend the church But now she wants to become a member of the church. And that's fantastic, isn't it? That's really good news. Uh, And this young lady I've known for for many years. In fact, she seems to have been a part of um, Bethel family, although for a long time. And um, she's going to come and just um, share a little bit why she wants to join this motley crew. Okay? So Linda's... Got it all written down, and she's going to share with us now. <laughs>
1: that at the front. Um, that was a good passage to read today because um, what I want to say reflects that in Romans. Um, I decided to become a member of Bethel Church because God guided me to come back where He knew I truly belonged and where I could grow. I didn't realise this at the time initially. I came from Alley when she was ill. And at that time I still the, attended the flame. But I soon began to realise that Bethel was where I wanted and needed to be. I got all of my basic teaching here many years ago, mainly from Ron, and it stood me in good stead and kept me on the right track. Got children, I want family, and Bethel Church does really know how to be family. A lot of churches are only family on a Sunday, but being part of Bethel family is an everyday experience. Also, Bethel Church showed me that I do have talents that I can use for God. That before coming here I didn't realise were talents and how that <coughs> could be used as part of growing the kingdom and honouring God. I love attending this church and so decided at this time to hang my colours to the last, so to speak, and become a member. I do thank God for bringing me back home as this is where my church home is. So thank you for
0: not putting a black marble in my bag. Don't know what I mean by this. Black marble. Thank you, Linda. Um, it kind of I, I, th- I want to talk about this this morning because we we don't always we don't often have people becoming members of the church. We're not only a small group of people, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about membership today and what the Bible says about membership, what does the membership mean and, and why. And, and, and some, I didn't know Linda was going to say those things this morning, but it kind of ties in with what I'm going to be talking about. I've, I've got um, a kind of a, a, a bad experience with Linda as a, as a teenager. For those who don't know, I, 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 I quite upset her a number of years ago. That's right, isn't it, Linda? I did. I can assure you. Because, like she said, she, she left for a period of time. I don't think it was anything to do with me. Oh, OK. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you the story just briefly. Okay, When I was a 16, 17-year-old, I, I sometimes got led astray by certain people. And there was a a certain friend of mine named Mark Roberts who was often leading me astray. And on this particular holiday, he led me astray probably a bit too far than what he should have done. But I I sort of followed him at the time. And to tell you the story, we we, we were on holiday as a group and Linda was there with her children, young Ben, who was how old? Two Two or three. Yeah, not very old. And we went to this place and and the, the lads... We we had this great big massive house with great big massive rooms and all the way around the top where we were, there were these like doorways down the side that you could just open up and you could walk all the way around the buildings and it was all dark and spooky. And Mark had bought this wolf mask, full wolf mask. And we had this idea that we'd get the kids to come up to the room and um, we called him the Oobly-goobly. That was his name. And he lived in this house. So Mark got Ben to the door. And I was down somewhere in the passageway in the dark. And we said, he lives in here. If you look down this passage, you might see him. So Mark got Ben and got him to just look, open the door and look down the passage and shine a torch down to see if he could see the oobly-goobly, which was, happened to be me at the time, with a mask on, fired it down. So when he looked round the corner and sh- shone the torch round the corner, he saw the oobly-goobly. But little did I know that it was going to absolutely terrify him. And it really frightened him, didn't it? For, and for a long time, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep on his own. It's when a prank goes wrong, Okay. But that's what happens sometimes. But as I say, I was led astray by Mark Roberts at that case. (laughs) But yeah, who'd have thought all these years later, I'm the one standing at the front and Linda has just been asked to become a member of the church. So I'm thrilled about that, that we've part of the family. And that's what she is. She's been a part of the family for many years. Um, So yeah. Why? Why does Linda want to become a member of this church? And she said some of the reasons why. She feels that it's her home, her spiritual home. And that's what hopefully the church is. The church, as we, I look around this morning, they're all different people. We've got some younger ones. We've got some older ones. We've got some clever ones. We've got some maybe not so clever ones. We've got some ladies. We've got some men. We're all mixed, aren't we? We are all different kinds of people. But the one thing that we all have got in common is the Lord Jesus Christ and Ron. Have I? What did I miss miss out? Oh, gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Yes, we have got some gentlemen. Thanks for pointing that out, Ron. But we're all a group of people, aren't we? We've got all different ages, all different educations, all different backgrounds. But the one thing that brings us together is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a supernatural fellowship of people that are bound together by the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the thing that we've got in common. He's the reason why we've been here this morning. He's the reason why we've been singing those songs. But the Bible is clear, although it doesn't actually give a specific passage, that we should be part of a local church. So we can't turn into scripture and find a particular page and it says, this is what you need to do to become a member of a church. But all of the New Testament talks really about being in Christ and being in the church, the body of Christ. And we are called to be involved, as we read in that passage earlier on, as part of the church body. And that is why we've been saved. And that is why it's important that membership matters. Membership matters. From that moment when we converted, the important thing is that we become not just part of Christ, but also a part of the church. And I was converted when I was probably 16 years old and probably became a member when I was 17 years old. And then I started to work in the church. And I remember my first job, the young man who put me right a few moments ago, I used to sit with him in the van, the orange transit, and slide the door open and forth, back and forwards to pick up the kids for Sunday school. That was my job in service in the church when I joined the church. Being a bit like a, somebody who just helped the kids into the van. And I remember doing that for many years. We were on, back in the day. And then we got married in 1988, me and Ellen. And since then, we've both served together in the church for many years. Me teaching in Sunday school. And we've watched our own children grow up in this place. And now I've got my two grandchildren here at the front of the church. So I've always been a part of a church from the moment I was saved till now. I've been a part of Bethel Church, Blackheath. But you know, not everybody wants to join a church. I wonder why that is. Not everybody wants to join a church. Some people, and maybe some people here this morning, they like to drift. They like to go, not just to one church, they like to go to lots of churches. And maybe they'll try different churches. And maybe they've been members at other churches. But then they leave because maybe they get upset by something that's gone on in the church, or maybe they're displeased with how the service is going, or maybe there's somebody in the church that's upset them, but they move on to the next person or the next church. A few months ago, we were out on our bikes and we bumped into somebody, I'm not going to say who it was, but I bumped into somebody I haven't seen for a long time and I knew he went to a church. And we began to have a conversation about, oh, what church are you going to now? And because a long story short, he'd been to about four or five churches in this period of time. And he was telling me, and I said, have you been to this? Oh, yeah, I've been to that one. And have you been to this one? Yeah, I've been to this one. And oh, he said, oh, this is good there and that's good there and, and he was just like, and we, after the conversation, me and Ellen was having a conversation, he we was saying, it was just like he was still trying to find the perfect church. But he couldn't find one. He couldn't find the perfect church. You know, there is no perfect church. Because we're all sinners. And we all make mistakes. And we're all imperfect. And we all spoil things. So if you're one of those people this morning and you're looking for the perfect church. Don't join one. Because you'll spoil it. You know, it's great to be back in church, isn't it? It's so much better to be in church. We've been through a few years with COVID. Not being able to meet in church. Been having to have the Zoom meetings. But there's nothing like Being in church, meeting with God's people. You know, we can sit at home and we can listen to services or we can listen to sermons or we can listen to worship. But there's nothing like being with God's people in God's house. Those things can be good, but they don't supplement the real meaning of being a part of church. So my message to you this morning is this. Don't just go to church. Don't just go to church. Belong to one. Belong to one because it's important. It's important. We are the body of Christ. And as we read earlier on, every part of the body is important. We first of all come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and then we become into a relationship with ordinary people who also need each other. And that's why we're here this morning. That's why we're a part of this church. We're in this place, as Linda said, for a purpose. We, as members of part of the body, have a part to play. You know... It's not just us meeting here this morning. There's a glorious church all over the world meeting this morning. It's not just a few people in this place. There are lots of people who are meeting this morning. There are those who've met here before us who are no longer with us, who've gone on. But we're here this morning to carry his name and to carry on be in the church at Bethel, Blackheath. You know, I was really encouraged last week by the young man standing at the back who was standing here speaking, Callum. He's the next generation of maybe people standing at the front. I remember when I used to sit at the back and Ron was at the front. But he's the next generation standing at the back today speaking at the front last week. And that really encouraged me. I was blessed by my grandson. Where is he? Over there yesterday. We took him to the park yesterday afternoon. And he was singing. We had no music on in the car. He was singing worship songs on his own. He knew the words. And I was thinking, maybe next generation, he might be standing at the front here. He might be the worship leader. Who knows? The next generation... We can be a part of it. I really believe, you know, that we have a great future here at this church. You know, some churches have gone through COVID and have fallen by the wayside. Not us. Not us. I believe we've got a real great foundation in this place that God can really use from generation to generation. We are the living stones We are the church, God's people. We are the assembly of the redeemed. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen people belonging to God. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was out to destroy the church, he was out to ruin it until one day he met Jesus and Jesus changed everything and what happened to Paul has happened to everybody hopefully in this room today first of all he was converted can you remember when you were converted can you look back to a day when you asked Jesus to be your savior it might not be a particular day it might have been a week it might have been a month it might have been years but can you remember that you've been converted? Maybe baptised. I was 17, I think, when I was baptised. 16, 17, Oakham Church, Dudley. Can you look back to a day when you were baptised? Added. I was added to the church. Be added to the church. Don't just be an attender. Belong to God's people. And this is the big one. Don't just belong. Be involved. Be involved. You know, there are 16,000 churches in the UK. More than a quarter of them have less than 20 people. 16,000 churches in the UK currently, more than 20. Sorry, a quarter have fewer than 20 people attend each week. We're not in that place, thankfully. It's important to get involved. Linda was talking a little bit about talent. She's discovered she's got some talents and she can use them. Great. You know, each and every one of us in this room has got talents. Each and every one of us can do something because God has put us here. We are the living stones to be used by God. You might say, well, I I can't stand at the front, or I can't sing, or I can't preach. I can't teach. But you can pray. You can pray. I I, I heard a story about prayer the other day, and it really touched me, about two old ladies who prayed, and the difference these two old ladies made to the church because they prayed revolutionised the church because the two old ladies who couldn't do anything else but they got together to pray so you might not have a great talent but you can pray you can make a difference you know God has laid down these principles for us in God's word that we join a local church that we become a part of the family of God. There's no individual works here. No unattached members. We should be a part as one. You know, if I cut off my hand and leave it at home, it's useless. But when it's a part of the body, it can do things. You can't be an individual member and not be a part of the body of Christ. So membership matters. We need every part. You know, Jonah coming this morning, turn the lights on. He's three years old, serving the Lord, doing his little job. Every person counts, every part of the body is needed. Your function might be that function that is key. Key to reaching other people that are lost. So don't be in an unaction limb. Join the body of Christ. Be a part of the local church. So what was Linda saying this morning when she said, read what she read? Why is she joining this place? Well, I believe she's joining this place because she's found a confidence in this place. She's found that God nurtures, and nurtures her in this place, that she gets fed in this place, that she gets teaching in this place, that she gets oversight in this place, that she gets shepherded in this place, that hopefully she gets guided in this place, that she gets encouraged in this place and this is an odd one, maybe even gets disciplined in this place because sometimes people have to be disciplined and I trust that 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 will happen in this place. But ultimately, it might mean that she's going to get buried in this place. I was fortunate enough to take a sister's funeral here at this place and also a mum's funeral down at Old Hill. What a privilege that was. Because they were part of this family. Part of the family of God. And when you join a family of God, that's what you do. And sometimes it might even mean going to the funeral. So, what is she saying this morning? She's saying that she belongs with these people. She belongs with us. She wants to serve alongside us. We're the right people, the right people for her to work with. We're the right servants that she can get alongside, that she can be used. And I'm so proud about that, that she wants to join this church and be with these people. You know, none of us are perfect. Like I said, we'll never find a perfect church. And I just want to read this poem about church I came across. It's called The Perfect Church. It says this, I think that I shall never see a church that's all it ought to be, a church whose members never stray beyond the straight and narrow way, a church that has no empty pews, whose pastor never has the blues, a church whose deacons always deek, and none are proud and all are meek where gossips never peddle lies or make complaints or criticize where are all always sweet and kind and all to others faults are blind such perfect churches there may be but none of them are known to me but still I work and pray and plan to make our church the best we can. Ordinary local church, here at Bethel Church, are to be used by God. And I'll just remember those four things. First of all, be converted. That's the most important thing. Secondly, get baptised. It's been a long time since we've had a baptismal service in this church. There's no reason, if you are trusting Christ, that you can't be baptised. Thirdly, be added to this number. Be added to the kingdom. Be added to the greatest number that one day will multiple, multiples, and multiples of people will be added to. Because he is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's his work, not ours. It's his kingdom that he's building, not ours. Be a part of that supernatural plan. Be a part of reaching people for the kingdom. You know, Bethel Bears is starting in a few weeks' time this next week. This week. Pray for it. The manor house regularly getting nearly 100 people a week outside of Christ who need a saviour. We recently, we're going to be doing a, a class, a starter class for people who are interested. Pray for it. That God might use that to add to our number in this place and to reach those people who need the kingdom. I really believe there are great times ahead for this place and his kingdom. Be a part of it. Be a part of it. It's so important. I'm going to finish on that note. But before we have communion, thanks for listening. One last thing in closing. You know what the world is looking forward to the most in our church or looking for the most at our church? And that's love. Love for one another. John 13 verse 34 and 35 says this, by this men shall know that you are my disciples because you have love one for another. That is the thing that is the most powerful thing if you want people to be added to the church. Because when they see love one for another, they will want to join the kingdom and be a part of this church. Okay. All right, just before we, we, we're going to have a, a time of communion... Um, there's one thought really come to me over the over the, as we approach Easter time, and I've been reading about um, somebody in the Bible who is often not liked, and that's Barabbas. Barabbas, and we all know what's been going on in the world at the moment, and all, all the situation, what's been happening. In, in, um, in Ukraine. And there's two leaders of two different countries. There's Vladimir Volensky and there's Vladimir Putin. Both leaders of two different countries. And if I was to come around this morning and say, who would you vote for? I would guarantee that nobody would say they would vote for Putin because of what's going on in the situation. If you were given a choice, which one would you vote for this morning? If they were standing here, you know, we often say, I wouldn't like to be in their shoes. I wouldn't like to be in their shoes. One, a leader of a a communist country that are his people all behind him. And one, the leader of uh, putting up a fight against an aggressor. Who's number one person to be caught and killed. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. But when we think about the cross and Calvary. I wouldn't want to be in Barabbas' shoes. Because Barabbas was a criminal. Barabbas deserved the cross. Barabbas was an evil man and Jesus was the total opposite and who did they choose they chose Barabbas